What's up, everybody? Dan here. A few uh, important words to get you into this fresh episode of the podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in once again to your first time listening. Thanks for uh, checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your support. Much appreciated. Uh, if you want to support the podcast in a free way, please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Rate and review. Uh, leave the five stars if you uh, feel like that is deserved, and uh, that will help boost boost the show into the iTunes charts and get more national visibility for the show, which means more visibility for the artists that come on and 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 share their music with us or or their art, whatever they're doing. So uh, do that. Hit subscribe on the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel where you can find fresh videos. All kinds of stuff up there. There's a documentary up there. Mountaineer Mike. Oh, Mountaineer Mike's with us for the in, for the preamble. Oh, I love it. Best guy. Yeah. He's just in here. His uh, amazing space here. Thank His you. new space. Well, geez. It's Thank a nice. Thank you, DC. I, yeah. mean, I might as well come over yeah, and say yeah, hello well. to everyone. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Thanks for coming down and shaking it up. Shake it up. Yeah. We're in the new control room Mountain Air Studios, and we're having a good time today. Back to you, DC. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a Tribe Mars documentary up there. My first uh, short film efforts at Mountain Air Mike. He did all the, the audio, audio engineering for that. Forrest Brennan, the regular crew. Hello, on, Forrest. On it. They were on it, and uh, super stoked that that is out in... Uh, it's it's up there, so check it out, as well as uh, fresh videos from the Pariahs, uh, from the Howard Hall sessions. The the Pariahs, Mountaineer Mike. Oh, it was fantastic. I know you love those guys, and uh, much praise to you, because right. everybody really loves how, how that one came out. So that's, that's big ups to Mountaineer Mike here. You know, it was, it was uh, my pleasure to be involved in the program, because, you know, I love uh, going over. And the, the Hallowed Halls, that place was glorious. And we're going to hopefully go back over there at some point, see these yeah. get, those kids again, and definitely, and uh, maybe visit some other rooms in the in the town. Because you know what, that's nice. That's the nice thing about this is we're flexible. We can go anywhere. We can go wherever. So I mean, shoot DC line. Maybe we'll come to you, and we'll roll one of these things at your joint. I think we're going to do a rooftop. I mean, come on down. We're going to do a rooftop session this oh, summer. I'm just going to put it out there now. Let's so go. now I have to do it. Yeah, oh. this is what I do to myself. Hey, yeah. And now <laughs> I'm going to be behind again. Now I got to do it. Just like every. Friday, I said I'm going to put an episode out every Friday since, uh, you know, July of 2016. Nice They work, keep DC. on rolling. We got episode 104 in store for you. I just want to hit you with a few uh, dates that are coming up. If you want to catch Tribe Mars and the Pariahs together, oh. how much bang for your buck do you need? This, it's going down at the Goodfoot on April 4th, two of my favorite bands in town. And uh, that's that's going to be an amazing show at the, the Goodfoot. In Portland, Oregon, which is a dance party waiting yeah. waiting to happen. That place is a very cool like basement venue. Uh, so April fourth, that, um, and then April sixth, got uh, Brown Calculus, two members of Tribe Mars. Got the lovely Von Kimmins and uh, Andre Burgess, the uh, Dre, the master of the keys, and uh, Von's beautiful voice. Brown Calculus going down April 6th over there. Mississippi Pizza. Cool benefit show to try to get them to the East Coast so they can play their, their East Coast shows uh, next month. And then April 13th, Friday the 13th, going down at the Fixin' 2. It is the debut of Brother Not Brother, formerly Hammerhead. Um, they're playing with Ezra Bell and the Gethead. That's going to be a really cool... Really cool show going on at the Fixin' Two. The Fixin' Two is an amazing venue over there in uh, St. John's, Mike Cape's territory. If you haven't been to the Mike Cape's, if you haven't been to uh, Fixin' Two yet, that's a it's a killer venue. So this is an awesome opportunity to go check out Brother Not Brother, formerly Hammerhead. Their first show as Brother Not Brother. They're re-releasing their first EP, Broken Poetry and Melatonin, with a couple added tracks. So that's going to be sweet. The Get Ahead. And Ezra Bell both kill it. Dope lineup. And then finally, the 420 special. Friday, April 20th. It is a jungle television. Dan Cable presents event going on at Mississippi Pizza. Stoked to put this together with my man Dusty Fox. Love Dusty Fox. He's the captain 
of the Portland Pinecones, the man to put together the dopest Shut hockey up! team. Yeah, I did I did throw down like a 39 save. Shut Thank out. You. Oh, you said shout out. Shout out. I thought you said shut out. Wow. I, I got a buzz in my ears. I, bl- <laughs> I, bl- I blasted them so hard last week. <laughs> nice. 39 saves. 39 save That's shut out. Strong guy. Yeah. Shut them down. Huh? We uh we beat You guys blew them out pretty hard. You know what's hard. great? The the team that we played, uh they're called Off Constantly, so we beat Off Constantly. <laughs> And uh, that's how we uh, that's how we practice for the week. We we practice to beat off constantly. And um, yeah, shout out to all the pine cones, man. Right. Um, but yeah, 420 special. I'm putting it together with Dusty Fox, uh, the MC for Two Planets, and he's also been on this show with Gaspar. He's going to be on the show real soon too. We're going to talk about his new record that's dropping on 420. That's a celebration of the dropping of that album, uh, research and development. His duo with Rufus Small Towns and uh, Gaspar on the tracks as always. And then Language is opening up. Maxwell Cabana is finishing out the night. My, f- my friends in Maxwell Cabana stoked to put together something with them again. And that's the jam. We got episode 104 mm-hmm. coming at you. Killer hang with Jordan and Darren uh, from My Body. My Body is a, a Portland-based band. And, man... Jordan's voice, so dynamic, so cool. Uh, Mountain Air Mike, we're, we're just talking about it, and I brought it up in the episode. This music is so easy to just like fall into and escape into the world that she creates. Uh, she's an ama- Jordan is just an unreal producer, and um, I, I look forward to see what she continues to put out. She plays a new jam at the end. Um, she's got a few records available on the on the iTunes and the internets, the Spotify, the Bandcamp, Six Wives and Seven Wives, both great records. Seven Wives is on on uh, on the wax on the vinyl. I picked up one of those when they came through. This is the last installment from uh, the Hallowed Halls. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but it is. This is the last installment of of those uh, sessions we did over there. Hope to revisit them again we've got some some cool plans for the future but this is uh this is the jam uh please leave your reviews as i said earlier the itunes reviews super key in propelling this thing into the universe deeper and deeper and uh i think that's it mount air mike i think we are ready to roll this thing so let's get into it Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. Guess who's back? Guess who's back, DC? Mountain Air Mike's That's back. right, Championship. <laughs> Hey now, what's shaking everybody? Thanks so much for coming down and hanging out with us here once again. We are today coming to you from the Hallowed Halls in Southeast Portland, Oregon. Fantastic joint. That's where we're at. DC's brought us in here for another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. So let's go into the live room and say hey to DC. Shaking up, DC. What is happening, everybody? Super pumped to be back at the uh, Hallowed Halls for another another session here. And uh, I'm extremely excited to have... My body here, Jordan is here, and and Darren's here pushing some buttons. Yo, what yeah. up? My body <laughs> is in the in the house, and I'm I'm pleased to have y'all. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things, but I'm gonna let you kick it off with with the jam. So, what song are you going to uh, start the program off with? This song's called Palm, and it's from our last album. Yeah, alrighty. If you look farther out, there's sun and lawns and stuff. And little babies and wooden houses and all Then Katie tells me, baby, cool your mind enough You'll see her own handwriting on your wall No matter who you love, your love is never deep enough 
Oh, man. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming and, and hanging out today. I am, uh, I've been geeking out on, on seven wives and six wives pretty hard for like the last week or however long it's been since we kind of confirmed that you're going to be able to come in tonight. Awesome. And uh, I enjoy those records quite Sweet. a bit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they're a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, I was really excited to kind of see how this thing works in the live sense. Because yeah. there's obviously a lot of production yeah. on the tracks. And I guess talking to you and Darren a little bit before we got rolling today, what you've seemed to have done is kind of simplified the process yeah. Without having a bunch of beat pads anymore kind of kind of thing. Yeah, it's sort of been in flux for a while now, but yeah, I don't it's yeah, it's a little more simple and I got back to playing the piano which makes me feel good and uh <laughs> so I don't know. Is the piano where it all kind of started for you as far as music? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I started playing the piano when I was like a little kid, and um, I've been sort of a music nerd ever since then. And I've learned a lot of instruments, and now mostly what I do is um, just like digital, it's all on the computer kind of production. But getting back to actually playing an instrument feels really good, and yeah, that's been good. Is the, <laughs> is the piano like the instrument that you're most? most comfortable with and the instrument that you use as, as a writing tool the most for your songs? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm like a relatively sloppy piano player. I feel like I'm more of a producer who kind of, I don't know, musters up some sort of excuse for piano playing, but um, it's <laughs> it still makes me feel good. It's kind of like... Um, meditative for me i i think i don't know to answer your earlier question about <laughs> if can i if i can check yeah yeah, yeah please do, do. press one button <laughs> in the band anymore <laughs> darren's just pushing <laughs> buttons now I'm pressing one button no but uh i think i mean you raise a good you raise a good question at the beginning which is a question that i think we've been asking since we started the band which is uh, how do you do this live? <laughs> and yeah. and there's a there, um, maybe and we uh, uh, welcome any advice on this. But that the, what our thought process was was how do we accomplish the sound of the track? Because Jordan works so hard on making the track sound awesome, and um, how do you accomplish that and and do that justice on stage? And what that turned into is like several forms. And this is not to disparage myself necessarily, or Jordan, or any other members we had in the band. But how do we how do we communicate that on stage in a way that fully captures the song, but is also captivating? And we kind of wrestled with that. And I think with this iteration, I don't know, Jordan, you you and uh, Skylar would probably know more about how to, what to say about this version. But um, I feel like this is just like let's embrace the fact that we've got a fucking backtrack and Jordan loves to play the piano, is really good at it, and sounds great, and make that the center point. Instead of trying to bring a lot of, uh, try to like mesh this world, like the physical manifestation of what we think music performance is with a bunch of electronic things that just can't be, you can't, I can't show you what it looks like to make a crazy produced snare hit that Jordan makes. Like there's no, that just doesn't exist in the physical world. It's really boring watching that actually happen. <laughs> it's like... Me in my bathrobe drinking wine. <laughs> like, Dude, there's guys that would watch life. that people would pay for that. <laughs> I know. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I was like eating yogurt. Like, I don't know. This kind of so in like in, in this forum, having you just on stage with the roads kind of yeah. strips it back to like the early beginnings, kind of you just playing piano. Sort of, yeah. And like, like Darren and I have been this, in this band for years, and. People always come up to Darren and ask him how he <laughs> produces things or like what like synth patches he's using and the real truth of it is that like I do all of that. Like that's completely my corner. So it's it's a little more authentic to like the process that I would be the one representing it all kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. But Darren's really key. Um just 
less visual at this point <laughs> on, on stage. Yeah. yeah, when you first picked up like an instrument, were you pretty into like composing your own music from an early get-go and just really yeah, for sure. creative in that sense? Yeah, I wrote a song about um, a cat that I notated. <laughs> first song. <laughs> when I was like seven. <laughs> It's called Kitty, yeah. please. <laughs> I was like, oh, can you play it? <laughs> I'm not gonna play it. Can you amazing. sing the? Can you sing a little bit of it? Uh, no, I'm not gonna do that either. All right. It's. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but like songwriting and instruments, like seem to make sense to you at a pretty early age, and. Yeah, I've always been sort of fixated on music, um, since I was like, uh, honestly, since I was like a toddler and. Um, really just needed to have like classical music on all the time and started demanding that when I could talk. <laughs> so, and, yeah. And is, is My Body um, one of the projects that you've like most developed and put the most energy into or has there been kind of different iterations of your, your songwriting for a long time um, building up to this? There have been lots of iterations. Uh, this is the one I've worked the hardest on the longest and been the most um, responsible for. Um, yeah, but I, like, I was in, I was in, like, a string quartet when I was in middle school. That's, like, my side job. That's how I made money. And then um, uh, I was in Typhoon for a few years, like, starting when I was, 16 or 17 so i wrote a couple of those songs okay and then i was in a band called double dutch that sort of went tits up and then um <laughs> it was cool though Bre kind of breakfast mountain don't forget breakfast Mountain. i did a cameo on a couple of breakfast mountain songs and then i started this project with darren and um it's been really it's been really great to be able to be a little more autonomous <laughs> Yeah, what, when, at like what point did you kind of start moving away from actual instruments and kind of diving into the electronic side of, of production? Um, well, I really like fell in love with pop music when I was 19 or 20, and I hadn't really listened to it before. I know that's weird. No, I feel you. Uh, I understand. <laughs> and yeah, so <laughs> like listen to a Mariah Carey song, like how do I do that? <laughs> like. I would feel really good to sing one of those songs, and then I'd write weird little Mariah Carey songs, um, and then you kind of have to figure out how to produce those on your own. Yeah, once you started like checking out that pop music, was it were you kind of just very intrigued of like how you put together the formula of something that hooky and? Yeah, I really love um, the process of putting together like super hooky like chorus things feels really good <laughs> yeah for sure it's awesome to like be able to create something that gets like stuck in people's heads yeah and, yeah yeah i love that and i think like a, something that's popped up a lot on this podcast is is just the idea of not being afraid of like that pop title you know i think it yeah, like, pushes yeah, yeah. people away sometimes but it can really be done in, in a tasteful way in pop mm -hmm. music you know, at one point, pop music was the best music, like some of the best music that was going on. You know, like the Beatles right. were pop music, and right. like Prince was pop music at some point. You know, so um, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. <laughs> Super Bowl cameo is pretty tight, though. No. <laughs> um, as far as uh, like writing the tunes now, though, are they all? Do they? start on the piano usually and then you start piecing things together um i don't think i don't uh, there isn't really a formula they all kind of just happen how they do i don't have a good answer to that okay yeah i in a way that we used to write songs which is maybe a fun anecdote but no longer it goes into just the mystery of whatever jordan <laughs> thinks is the right idea which is brilliant but we used to actually just um as a transition to just being electronic musicians, uh, trying to figure out how to collaborate, we just set up an Ableton session at a coffee table back when we lived in Brooklyn, and just every, we'd set a timer, like every 15 minutes, we'd 
Like, we'd start a session, and we're like, okay, this one's going to be, like, 3-4, and it's going to have, like, we're going to use this drum patch in Ableton, and then just, like, run with it and drum, build a drum beat, and then we'd switch every, like, 15, 20 minutes for, like, two hours, and then usually one of them was okay <laughs> by the time yeah. we were done, <laughs> and we didn't want to do any more music for the rest of the day, but it was, like, a pretty fun way to be productive and, to, like, create a lot of new ideas. But now, like, um, and this next album that, that's about, that you're working on is just, I, mean, I don't think I've done anything on, and which I'm not I'm jealous of, but I think it's just all been you, right? Is that fair to say? It's all been me so far, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. <laughs> Did you want to, uh, a lot of work. <laughs> you want to get into another jam for us? Sure. Play another song? Yeah. Cool. I'm down to press a button. This uh, would hypothetically be on the next album. Right on. Are, are you good for us? Are you in your moments? <laughs> Give it up for Forrest Brennan, everybody. Forrest. Doing the video. Forrest. Forrest. You can find all the videos on the uh, Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel and whatnot, as well as the uh, recent, recently released Tribe Mars documentary that I put out. Right. Um, Filmed and edited and put together by Forrest. Also, with you. Mountaineer Mike. Hey, now. He engineered the, the live the live deal. That's right. He mixed it down. Well, I took he the made tapes, it sound right? Fresh, we took the know? tapes and I brought it back to the old studio and give it the old tweaky Beautiful tweak. time over there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> also. Can I have my own effects? That's Please. right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guest effects. Uh, also, just, uh, you know, for all you listeners out there, if you want to find a free way to support this program, you can go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. And that helps uh, just shoot the, the podcast up into the iTunes charts. And then more people. Like Jordan's music gets heard by more people across the, the nation, you know, and outside of our inner circles and blasts oh, yeah. off into the iTunes mm. charts. So just do it. It's free. So Everybody free loves free stuff. DC. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is shooting cars into space. <laughs> Why not this podcast? Absolutely. We're doing it. Uh, I like that. Let's shoot the podcast into space. <laughs> That'd be killer. Strap it on a Tesla. I want those rocket <laughs> things that relands and everything. It's like craziness. Uh, Jordan, what song are you going to play for us? Yes, here? we've gotten off target. What song are you going to play? <laughs> the song is called I Used to Be. I wrote it when I was maybe 20. And uh, I think it finally sounds okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Thank you. It's so awesome. I, I, I have not had the opportunity to, to ever see you play live, so this is my, my first time getting to see my body. And, and this is a cool way to get to see it in this. Great, thanks. In, yeah, and I don't know, you mentioned that, that you wrote that song when you're 20. I don't know how old you are now, but like, is does that happen a lot for you where you'll like start an idea and then it takes a long time to kind of develop? Maybe you'll, you'll pull something from way back and, and try yeah. to make something of it again? Yeah, it, sh- it definitely does. Um. <laughs> I think I think hopefully by this point I'm done um, with the songs that I wrote when I was like between 20 and 22. But uh, sometimes I'll just like start some sort of production, and then I'll just like remember a weird melody I made up in the shower or something <laughs> from eight years ago. For sure. Yeah, like I just didn't I didn't understand I didn't know how to produce songs, and then like. There aren't really any female producers, so I kind of just didn't understand that I could <laughs> until I started trying. And I just, I used to make stuff on like GarageBand all the time and just think that that was really like trite and insignificant and not that great. But um, it was actually sounded fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, I yeah. think you always could produce songs, but I think that there was this weird... I think there's a part of what you say is true and part of what you say is not. And the part that I think is true <laughs> is that you didn't know that you could... Like, you didn't know that what you were doing was already producing when you were doing stuff on GarageBand. Yeah, maybe. And there was always some male dude trying to, like, be in the bottleneck. <laughs> not, not... I don't think I... Maybe I was at some point, but I don't think I necessarily was, but it was other male dudes. No, I don't, I don't think you were, but it... Yeah. Because those GarageBand tracks are tight. Thanks, <laughs> if you get a B-side of those, the whole album of that, that's Thanks, good. Darren. Yeah, I think, I think you're an incredibly talented producer. Like, oh, thanks. To be honest, like, it's, um, I don't know, I listen to music for a lot of different reasons. And, and one of those reasons is to kind of create this escape from, from the world. And I find it, like, incredibly easy to like lose myself in what you're like what you're doing like awesome. as soon as i put that seven wives album on that was the first thing i heard and i was i was in like 30 seconds in i was just like this is my shit <laughs> i'm down for this and then that that half a heart to holler song came on and i was like this is game over it's game Dude, o- <laughs> it's I, it's done. too good dc and, sold <laughs> but yeah i, I don't know. know it just provides this thing for me especially when i'm able to slip away and put like some headphones on like i just feel like you create this world that's very easy for me to just like fall into and be very like relaxed in and i just really fucking enjoy like the the space that you create with your productions thank you can i call something out though i'm i love half a a heart dollar and that is also a song that you wrote when you're 20 right that's another one of these oldies right yeah you want to talk about that I'm sorry to ask a question. <laughs> Dan, I love you. We've got but a new interviewer in the house. No, it's the best. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that's not, the no, beauty of a podcast. Inside information it just becomes too. a beautiful conversation. We, we're, just, we're just hanging out, having a little talk. We've been colluding and with us against you. you could just have your spouse at every interview just like <laughs> call out your shit. They're like, tell, tell this story. This. Stop uh, talking about for that. For real. <laughs> Don't pull up your nylons. Uh, no, yeah, no, I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that song about... Uh, Combination falling in love with Darren and also uh, Twin Peaks, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> but, you know, we all have a fancy life. Yeah, what's like the correlation between like the Six Wives and Seven Wives thing as mm. far as those, those album titles? Well, uh, that was like this grand concept thing I was trying to put together. It's this... Um, short story by Stephen Milhauser about um, a man who has 13 different wives and it's kind of this allegorical little story about how your partner is kind of all these different people and like you're all these different kinds of people with them also. Yeah, So for sure. Yeah, so we did two EPs, one was six wives and one was seven wives. So instead of making an album, we just did it in two separate chunks. 
So they're supposed to kind of be part of the same idea. Yeah, I think they very much like feel like that too. Like, awesome. I I definitely enjoy like both of them quite a bit. Like the explode song mm. and part two. You know, throw part two in there as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't, yeah. can't have part two without part one, <laughs> and vice versa. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I dug that one a lot, and then but then. Seven Wives, man, just like every track just hits so hard, and Thanks, it just man. seems like you're you're the one thing that that sticks out a lot to me is your use of percussion. Like it, oh. you just seem Ooh. to really like you nail it for me. Like, and it's different on on different songs. Like I feel like Palm was the first jam that you played today. And I feel yeah. like I don't know listening to that song. It just feels like essentially you're just make, like beat making with that song. And yeah. Super awesome. And Thank you. Yeah. And then you have a song like Blowout, which has like more intricate like landscapes, it seems like. And I just really like how you use that I just want to make you move line. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's definitely like, I want to make you move and I'm going to because this beat <laughs> is so dope that it's going to make <laughs> you move. So it's like almost like this, uh, this position of power and like just trying to get somebody to do something like through like expressing that through your art is like a very cool thing thanks man yeah yeah no uh, i have two cents about that which i think that's awesome an awesome thing for jordan to hear because i feel like the thing that you most are unsure about is like i don't not a drummer man like i don't know how to make a drum beat I think I, I I agree with Dan, of course, with most things. As we, <laughs> pre, we, we, I, we are <laughs> we already agreed on this before we showed up, but um, <laughs> no, I think I think that's what do you? I think that's interesting because you are a string and piano player. Uh, However, listen, we both I agree feel that your beats are insecure sick. about making drum beats. It's hard for me. I don't enjoy it. I feel like the whole time, I hate it. Hi hats are the fucking worst. <laughs> I can't handle cymbals. I also don't own a drum set. I don't play the drums. So anything that I'm making beats out of is like sampled things plus effects and a lot of compression. And it's, it's one of my least favorite parts, but it's like the backbone of every song. So you have to kind of just nut up and do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just seem to have like this very good feel and, and ear for where placement should happen. Bless you. And which <laughs> which is mostly physically impossible. Uh, and and that is usually our like preamble to any drummer coming into the scene is like listen, we're not drummers and I don't know if you can do this. Dude, not this is going to suck. I'm wise. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having drummers trying to reproduce those beats is just like I just feel Torture. so bad for them. Torture. Yeah, it's a not because they're, like, amazing. They're just, like, not really on time and, like, not real drum sounds. And there's and five different kits involved. Like, yeah. you can't. It's just impossible. It's just sometimes the, a real drum kit is not the right thing yeah. for, like, the sound. Yeah. So sometimes you got to get a guy to press a button. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you got to get a, get a, a, a Darren. <laughs> he's trying to keep his gig. Yep. Somehow he's trying to, you know, remain relevant. He's like, there. she could push the button probably without but me. I not like I can. <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't push it real nice. She doesn't push buttons like I push buttons. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Is there a story about Comment. button pushing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, like, fell in love with, like, this style of pop music right around the time that Tegan and Sarah put out Closer. I don't know if you get down with that at all. I have not listened to enough Tegan and Sarah. I have followed them pretty intently throughout their career, so when they put out Closer, it was, it was like a pretty big game changer. All of a sudden, they moved to this huge like synth pop sound. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing that I was like, oh, man, I really like this music. <laughs> like, That's so cool. I get down with this, and I think also it just kind of... I don't know. My parents exposed me to Phil Collins at a pretty early age, and that's been mm-hmm. something that's like stuck mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. me quite a bit. And yeah. when you like go through, especially his records, like in the '80s, it has a lot of those cool, like almost sample-like sounds. Like he uses a lot of synthesizers and stuff, and all these cool percussion yeah. to create these landscapes. So I think it's one of the reasons I dig it so much. Um, was there anybody in particular, like when you started making this? iteration of music that like I know you you're talking about 
getting exposed to like pop music mm-hmm. kind of later in the game and, and like Mariah Carey and stuff. But like as far as the electronic side and kind of blending those things, like obviously like Fantagram is like an easy thing totally. to like throw out there. But totally. was it things like that that kind of made you more curious about trying to blend those two things together? Um, uh, well, let's see. I really only listened to classical music and a lot of it when I was a little kid. And then uh, around, I think I was like around eight, and my dad's just like, you gotta, you have to listen to something else. Like, there needs to be something else. Uh, so he gave me his record player and all of his records, and they were mostly Beatles records. And that's when I got like super, you know, how kids just like delve into something so hard. I got really into that. Um, so you're just listening to classical music on your own, like you were gravitating towards that without yeah, yeah, people yeah. pushing you no, towards no. it. Or was it, it no, wasn't that like, was me. No, my parents <laughs> only let me listen to classical. <laughs> no. no, you just you just got no. you just it was got it. Just, it was your thing. It was really my thing. My dad's like, this has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I think in high school I got really into, as we all did. Um, Weezer and um, Radiohead. Yeah, there we go. Because sure. <laughs> uh, I was depressed, so that's what you do. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of more like synth pop. I don't know. I just really liked like top 40 stuff and like rap and like Alicia Keys and Mariah Carey. Riri, for sure. Rihanna. That was later. This was pre-Rihanna. Pre-Ri. <laughs> Pre-Ri. I've always been really obsessed with Beyonce, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that lemonade stand, y'all. Um, <laughs> can't fuck with it. <laughs> that album ruins me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have a good answer. No, I, I can even hear, like, I don't know, when you think about Radiohead, for example, like the... You know, the in rainbows and the hell did the thief stuff, and obviously like the kid A, it's all like got a lot of electronic influences, I mean, and and they've always been yeah. someone to kind of throw these little buffers into these like pop music that I don't know, not pop music, but like these real comfortable rhythms, and then like throw shit in there to make you a yeah, little uncomfortable about it, not quite fall, yeah, and that's what you seem to do like very well. Is like Thanks. there's hooky moments, you know, and it. I think it's still very accessible for people, but then it also is pleasing to like the music heads to hear all these yeah. wild productions that you're putting together. And yeah, I think that's also something like maybe people that don't make music don't understand like how intricate it is to put together like a production like you are and like how many yeah. different layers there are to it and how, how many hours you can spend. Oh my God, hours. Perfecting a, a snare years. sound or something like that, especially well, for someone yeah. that, that doesn't really enjoy fucking around with drums <laughs> and then you're like involved in this tedious process of hours of just perfecting this one drum sound that's going to happen a couple times. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing that maybe doesn't translate all the way for people that don't make music, which I think is the same with like, you know, writers or anything else is that like, the excruciating amount of hours that you spend listening to the same song. So like if it's real basic and the beats the same the whole time and the production never changes, like I, it's so boring to me. And like, you know, like I write the songs and I produce them and then I record all the harmonies and then a lot of times I mix it. And then sometimes I throw on some mastering too. And like by that time, like I don't even know how many hours I've spent listening to that song so if it has the same beat the whole time or, like, the bass line never changes, it's just, like, want to stab my eyes out. Uh, For sure. Which I don't, I don't know if that translates to it being listenable all the time. It's more self-indulgent for me, maybe, but... And I think, I think it's, like, listen. It's the first band that I've been in where, well, I didn't sing, so that went a long way with my parents. But where my parents liked it, like that was like the first band where oh, my parents were though. like, "This is." They were like, "Nice song." I saw you put a song out on Facebook, and that was good. And I'm like, 
That's great. They love <laughs> they love Jordans. Like it's really it's a slam dunk. But the point is, like my parents are into the music. The other thing is that our music nerds. Are Darren's into parents it. love this the, band. Yeah. If you if you love <laughs> if you love Ricky Martin, if you love Celine Dion, the next new hot band is My Body. Okay. Um, talk Ask to Carl. <laughs> I love you, Dad, if you're listening. Um, but then the other thing is is that like our nerd friends, like our music nerd friends are really into it, too. It's like, like we're, now we're hitting two levels. And then the thing that we haven't really cracked into yet is like the friends who are just like, you, like your shows are cool, but like, and like, I like your music, but like, could you just play like the same beat for like a half an hour? Like, I, just want you to I, DJ. I want to dance the whole time. And they're like, boom-ch, boom-ch, and they're like, I will think we'll take that in the studio. And then, and so that we can't satisfy the third group yet. Would I you agree? I do like DJ, but that is a different set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to hate. Because like you don't have to make that music first necessarily. Some DJ is going to get so mad at me. <laughs> it's just DJ's, different. DJ start across the world to uh, <laughs> just turn this off. Actually, it's respectfully it's like, different. Fuck this! I don't get. Here down. comes uh, a single star now, DC. <laughs> 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 We're looking for five stars here. Um, I saw a couple years ago you did kind of this remix thing with Typhoon, and then they did one of yeah. your jams as well. Yeah. Um, is that something that you've had the opportunity to do a lot of, or was that kind of just a one-time thing with them specifically? Uh, like, I love doing others? remixes. It is so fun. For sure. I've only, I've only really done a few. We've Darren says we've done four. Three. Maybe three. Uh, Typhoon Finnegram. What does Darren's one dad say? My father. <laughs> What's a remix? <laughs> <laughs> a re- what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that one band. And then... We should really be able to remember their names. That was a pretty dope remix, Kind though. of that Frank Ocean song. That was more of a cover. But it didn't go very well, so I don't want anybody to, like, look it up now. Is that... Is that a much different process for you when you're doing something like that opposed to composing your own song? No. <laughs> no? It's like the same, kind of the same it's process. Kind of the and same. Just trying to put your voice on it, like your flares and whatnot? Yeah. Um, I feel like the producing for me is this weird, like, amalgamation of, like, different things I've tried to make and, like, stealing beats and different chunks of songs from different things. Um, it's kind of collage and it's all just sort of like what magically works. Um, so that's exactly what remixing is too. I think that's why I like it. I just don't have to write the song. Like I don't have to sing it. I just get to do all the other stuff. You get to really just focus fun. on the tweaking and like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I think this would actually yeah. work better this way and whatnot. No, the funnest thing is getting like everybody's packs of um, tracks. Mm-hmm. Like getting the Typhoon tracks was <laughs> so dope. They were just like, oh my God, they were ridiculous. They were so cool. All of them were like so intricate and beautiful. And then like now every time that you, that I listen to that song, I can hear every single thing going on. It's really special. And the thing that you do cool with remixes is that, and if you listen to the remixes that we've done, is that they're not, it's not like, yo, we listened to this song a bunch, we love this song, and we're just going to do this, like the same exact thing second for second and like tweak some stuff. It's like the Typhoon song is a really good example of just being like, actually, the, the order of the song is uh, we like almost like shifted it over where the first part of the song you hear is actually like the last 30 seconds. And then it goes into other parts of the original Typhoon song. So it's, we've really, it's, it's almost like a weird like nightmare version of the song. It sounds good, but like <laughs> no, it's, it's like rap. not at all the same narrative that's no, being it's told. Not. It's not. It's, it's, um, it's much different. I think it was really tight. It's very cool. But I added the um, noise, and if you really <laughs> listen close, that's all me. That was your move. <laughs> I really love that noise. I forgot that you put that in there. All, all inspired by Cashmere Cat, to be real. That's fair. Yeah, and, then, and obvious. I love Cashmere Cat. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate you coming down and playing some jams and like just getting to geek out on your records the last couple of days has Sweet. been really fucking cool. And I know earlier in the conversation, you referenced how 
there wasn't maybe like a lot of female producers for you to like look up to or even know that existed. And uh, yeah. I think, I think some some people could pay attention to what you're doing because I think you're 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 crushing it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so, for having us. Absolutely. I'm I'm pleased to have you here. Um, where's a good place for people to know about what's going on with my body and, and keep up? I know you're gonna put out another record this year is that is that the plan that's the plan um i update the instagram a lot and get on the gram mm. that's my body as a band and <laughs> eye roll <laughs> unconventional <laughs> facial expression uh what else i really don't like facebook yeah it's it's not good i'll tell you what we can, damn, goddamn dumpster fire out there. <laughs> yeah. We tightly control the Yelp reviews over the tree yes. near our house. So if you uh, would subscribe to all the reviews <laughs> of the, the Yelp tree. tree near our house. As far as like dates, though, you uh, those up any, anywhere any that, central yeah, location. Yeah, that's all on Instagram. On the gram? No, on, the, right. on the gram. That's a good place. Mm -hmm. And you can find all the, all the records like all over the place. Bandcamp and mm -hmm. Apple, the iTunes. And mm -hmm. You want the IRL? Spotify. Go to, IRL, go to TLE. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. You should get a vinyl. On the, yeah. I got one today. The vinyls are really pretty. Our friend Maya drew them. Pretty mm -hmm. pumped. Mm -hmm. Pretty pumped to have that, that vinyl to spin. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would encourage people to go, go see a live show and see what's going on. It was such Sweet. beautiful voice and killer song. So this Thank has you. been super awesome. And Darren's great, us. too. Darren, yeah, you know what? You know, yeah. Do you know how great it's been to just have a, a sidekick right here, man? Can you convince... I, I think we should get a mic for Thanks me for a lot, every show. <laughs> you know, just give me one from the backstage. What, I'll get a live feed on one of these projectors, and it'll be just chill. It'll be great. You've been great, but... I got Mountain Air Mike. Thanks. And I, can't, uh, you know, I can't lose I my man say, you back forget here. about me, Captain? I didn't forget about you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I've been around for a while. I mean, we talk about sidekicks. No, just me in the room. Uh, no, no, I usually have somebody else in the room. Kind of interesting. Oh, oh, oh. Kind of interesting how I'm not trying to get between this. Dude, I love having you here because he's not looking at me like, where are you? Where are you with the personality? Where were you? You guys ever get sick, just need to call. I do like this idea of bringing the spouse in, though. Because, you know, to be part of the interview because they got the number they know the buttons, An all the things. Excessive amount of transparency. I know you're bullshit, man. I yeah. didn't know <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't hide here. You got your spouse <laughs> no. to call you out. All right. No Super hiding. cool having y'all here. Yeah. What are you gonna play us out with today? Oh, I'm gonna play um, "Hot Like the Room." Yeah. Hot like the room. It should be coming out as a single around the time that this podcast comes out. Okay. On Kitsune, which is a clothing label, also music label, also French, also Japanese. I don't know. Yes. Very cool, though. I confirm all those statements. Amazing clothes. Kitsune? Cool Kitsune. songs. Maison Kitsune. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Oh. We're going to get a clean start. Uh, one I need some nice water. DJ, one button. I'll grab you some water real quick. All right, you just lost your favor there, DJ. One button. I can't. I have to commentate. I thought that was the cue. It doesn't matter how sexy you hit the button. If you don't hit it the right time, it just doesn't matter. We're just going to pause all this, right? Mountain and Mike, we're going to switch spots. Oh, you're coming back here? I'm going up there I'm coming back there. You're coming back here? You're going to mix. Well, we get Jordan some water. I just want to remind people that there's a DanCablePresents.com. You can check out there for the central location for everything and then the YouTube channel has all these song performances there and then iTunes is the place to find the podcast and please subscribe right please rate and review Darren's gonna rate and review mm -hmm. uh, right when, Carl when is. this is over yeah mm -hmm. Carl is gonna do it Carl, Jordan's Carl, gonna leave pop, a review right isn't that dad yeah, yeah everyone's, definitely do it. everyone's leaving a review they that's like what it. I'm saying everybody and, uh, that's the requirement and also just thank you for listening everybody this uh, 100 plus episodes of this this podcast, That's amazing. and it it's been a true pleasure. And I'm I'm incredibly grateful to be at the Hallowed Halls. The studio has been, been amazing today, right? Super fun. Is this the evening edition? Mm. Yeah, we've turned down the lights. We've got mm -hmm. some some screens. Some mm -hmm. projections happening. And, right. Uh, we got Forrest Brennan on the video work, and you can find Forrest Brennan at forrestbrennan.com. And that is it. Jordan's got her water. Jams are upon us. 
Wink at me naturally when you're ready. My body, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> take away the, take away the way I wanted so long. I can feel it pulling at me. Hold the backseat down and I know I'm not going home. And then. That was killer. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and hanging out and playing some songs for me. Thanks for that having was, us. That was very fucking cool. I'm super pumped. 
Uh, <laughs> I hope people check out your music and, and all your records that are out right now. And uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. So if you could uh, give us a good, it's a program, and we can properly uh, sail out the My Body episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Are you going to do it together? Uh, I'm, it's well, all I'm, you. I'm willing to, but I think it's you should It's all you. It's a program. <laughs> That's Jordan from My Body. She nailed it. She did. Mountaineer Mike. DC. It's been a pleasure, man. You are a superstar. I appreciate you bringing me along with you to the hallowed halls for these fine sessions. It's been a glorious day. Big ups to Coop. Coop's been killing it today. And the crew here at hallowed halls. Robert over here, which I've been, uh, I (laughs) I tagged. I know I call him Bob. Bob Robert. You you know what I mean? The poor guy. He's disrespecting him. The poor guy's name is Robert. And we thank him for his assistance today. Forrest. Forrest Brennan. I like the window. I can now see Forrest looking at me, and he doesn't know we're talking. About oh, he's looking back at me again. He's uh, taking pictures now. Great, it's the jam, and we appreciate all the listeners. Uh, if you yes. want to get at me with an email, it's dancablepresents at gmail.com. All the Instagram stuff, you know, the dancable presents all that jazz. And uh, I think that's it. I think we're getting out of here. We will catch you on the flip side, Portland. There you go, kids. That's how it happens. It's called Dan Cable Presents. You know it well, it's over 100 episodes old. It's a live to tape program that we record now in various places. <laughs> this time at the Hallowed Halls, and we're again very thankful for the folks here in the house for having us. It's been a fantastic day. Thank you for coming down and hanging out with us as you do on a regular basis. And until we talk to you next time, see ya! This has been a Dan Campbell Present program. It's a program. <laughs> <laughs>